0: Hey guys, I'm Ryan and I'm Zach and I just want to start this pod by saying holy shit. There has been so much going on this last week that it was we kind of had to almost cherry pick. We we got to cherry pick what we were going to talk about. Um, I want to start off by saying first that I do apologize for not keeping up with our weekly status. We had just so much going on last week that we postponed it. And we wanted to have a, you know, we really wanted the time to reflect on our first featured, like full featured podcast, see how you guys liked it. The feedback that I got was it was a little long for what we're talking about. And I definitely agree. I don't want to do an hour anymore. We're going to try and stick to uh, the between 30 and 40 minute wheelhouse, 30 minute being like that, that money shot essentially. So, what we're going to talk about first is logic signs to Twitch. This is insane for so many different reasons. One, I'm sad that Logic is leaving the music career potentially, right? You always have your artists say, hey, I'm going to quit music. And then they wait like three years for people to want their album again. And then they release the album and it's a super high selling album. And it's just like, to me, it's just a way to generate more money for your album sales, right? But Logic signing to Twitch is insane because it's Twitch one. It's the first time they've had... A major celebrity, because Logic is one hundred percent a major celebrity. So it's their first major celebrity signing to a streaming platform, and it's their first exclusive stream deal with a musician, which has everyone's ears peaking because there is a lot going on with music and streaming right now. With the DMCA's going off left and right, it's almost not even worth it to play music essentially for your your stream, especially if you're growing. And it's kind of got people curious on what does this mean moving forward with the music and the streaming combined.
1: I mean, do we really think he's gonna be completely one hundred percent out of the rap game? No, I'm like I'm not. I'm not a fan. I'm not not a fan of Logic. I just don't listen to. I don't listen to him. I don't really listen to that kind of music, so I don't know much about the guy. But I mean, I just can't see somebody who's built a career in that industry and been as successful as he has from what Ryan tells me a hundred percent leaving that game. There's no,
0: there's no way. It's just like Eminem, right? Eminem will leave music, quote unquote, leave music. And then two years later, come out with the I'm back album. He did that for like, the, like a couple albums. It was his comeback album. Like he had Eminem has had several comeback albums and it's just a way to generate more money for sales. So I truly don't believe that he's done with music. I do think he's going to take a significant step back from music. And
1: I think you're just about to see a bunch of freestyle raps come out on Twitch and those will just get produced as singles.
0: uh, So that's, what's funny. His first stream is actually at the time that we're recording this pod tonight, Tuesday, July 21st, I will watch it, but his first stream isn't even a video game stream. It's it's, he's releasing his quote last LP. And even when it was uh, reported on earlier, they even said last, maybe like no, one's actually a hundred percent convinced that it's going to be his last album. I'm not, I think it would be dumb for it to be his last album because he's gonna, I mean, uh,
1: I think you'll see an album here in like two years at most, unless there's something specifically in his Twitch contract that says he can't produce an album or something along those lines for the next however many years he's signed to Twitch, I think at two years at most. So we have seen see something like that
0: in the world with, uh when Justin Timberlake kind of came back to the mainstream, he, it was the opposite effect, right? He signed a contract that he had to produce X amount of albums. And like by the last album, you could tell, and he was very broke with it. He was just done with it. It was a forced album. All the songs sucked. He He hated it. So th- there may be something that he has to, you know, I'm sure with these ex- exclusive deals, they have to meet X amount of hours online streaming, right? Like Twitch isn't just going to pay you millions of dollars because we do know it was a seven-figure deal. Now, we kind of know what how much Doc and Tim got paid through speculation. We know how much Ninja and Shroud got paid through speculation. So we can only assume that someone like Logic is going to be north of the Ninja figure when he went to the mixer. I'm 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 assuming it's more than $30 million.
1: Yeah, I, there's, no, there's no way that somebody like Logic, with from what you've told me about his career and from what I've seen via Google, as successful as he was doing what he was doing in the rap game and the music industry with you know sponsors and things like that, there's no way he takes a lesser deal. I can't see it. It doesn't make any sense financially or career move-wise to take... I don't know if it's going to be that kind of a lesser deal. I don't
0: think he's going to be paid more than his music career. It's it's definitely going to have to be a pay cut. But That's the other thing. He has assumed assumed he he has acquired a vast amount of money already. Like he is a you know multi-millionaire for sure. Um so, so we maybe not, but I would be shocked if it was less than what Ninja is got paid for a mixer. But who knows? Maybe maybe we'll find out later. I'm more curious about what does this mean for future superstars going into Twitch? Because we've already seen people, like there's already NFL players that stream for Twitch. There's already uh, musicians that do stream to Twitch. Look at T-Pain. T-Pain's been on Twitch for quite some time. And you already have some movie stars that are doing to Twitch. Cause I know that um, Superman can't think of his name right now. Um, what's his name? Doesn't matter.
1: Uh, Henry Cavill. He'll uh, uh,
0: he yeah. probably end up coming to Twitch cause he's, ex- he has expressed how much he does want to stream. And he pretty much broke the internet when he sexually built his own gaming computer.
1: Robbie ML already streams on Twitch. He's a very popular Twitch streamer. He plays with Nade shot quite a lot. He is the kid from Amazon's original TV show Upload. Also play also his younger brother to Steven Amill, the guy who played Green Arrow on CW's Arrow. Um, he's been in quite a few other movies as and well. And then
0: let's not forget the legendary uh, jumpstart to Ninja's career, Drake coming on Twitch. Well, inadvertently coming on Twitch. So I'm curious to see what that's gonna, what that's gonna bring and if if twitch goes more of do they go the more musician route do they just you know say hey at the end of the day content creations first true form was music before youtube before streaming the first real form in my opinion of pop culture and media content creation was music so does twitch say we're going to go to the roots of music and this is what we're going to do or do they try and bring on more stars it's it's
1: to me, it's also I think they need to learn to have a healthy balance of it all because while yeah, content creation's first th- true thing was music, the thing that made Twitch and really blew Twitch up and you know put it on the map essentially is gaming.
0: Agreed. Uh, still original account of Justin.tv over here. Now that's gonna be that's gonna be kind of curious for me as well, because I know that last pod we talked a lot about the different streaming platforms. And you know, YouTube and Facebook, so it's going to be again, we talked about how Twitch is already setting the precedent with its user interface and just how much shit is easier, which by the way, I did figure out how to do clips on YouTube gaming. You can uh, install a, a Google browser add-on that that will do the clips for you. Agreed, it's not the it's not a proper solution, but it is a solution nonetheless.
1: Yeah, but YouTube can do so much. better. Oh,
0: yeah, for sure. But the thing is, we talked about last week how it was how Twitch is setting that precedent above all. Like, essentially, people are still trying to catch up to Twitch. Now, Twitch is throwing out a huge exclusive deal signing Logic. What does that mean for the current streaming platforms? Does that just hinder them more and more and more and more? and what does it mean for any potential new competition like
1: i mean right now you have a really you have a really versatile and volatile market cuz you think about it there's three technically right now three major major streamers in the world who are essentially not exclusively signed anywhere and if that's where this is um headed for this industry is you know, exclusivity deals, you've got shroud, Dr. Disrespect and Ninja who none of them currently have exclusivity deals. That's a pretty open hole right now for YouTube, Facebook, or a, a thir- another third party that we're unaware of. Maybe it's Brian, maybe not to come in and sign three big creators. And I don't think you do it the way mixer did because obviously that failed, but you signed three big creators and you make them partners in a way and give them some power to help control the ui and how that's designed and give them the ability to put that intense feedback in there to really make it a platform curated for the we have
0: already seen though that yes i definitely agree it's i could see shroud going back to twitch i i i could see that shroud and twitch parted on some very pleasant ways um we know that they're not going to facebook we can pretty much guarantee ourselves that because if they were going to facebook they would have just they they would have just cared over their contracts so it's kind of youtube or twitch or undisclosed third party again possibly brian brian's hype came from the fact that are they real? It came from conspiracy, Is the conspiracy theory. Yeah, it came from conspiracy theories, but are the cons- conspiracy theories real? I mega skeptical about it. Um, like mega skeptical about Brian, just considering they did have their alpha signups today, uh, July 21st. They did have their alpha signups today and it did not go well at all. For me, that needs to be the easiest. Possible thing to do if you fuck up on that and you screw a sign up process that just kind of stains like uh, that puts a a distaste in everybody's mouth because it's i mean the
1: question is though is is did the sign up process really screw up, or did they have lower end services and they're thinking, okay, you know the hypes died down from doctor disrespect, you know like He's put out these this news recently about and all the stuff that he is coming back. And, you know, right now, most everybody thinks it's probably to YouTube, which is where Ninja did his first stream back. He went to YouTube, did a stream there, peaked at like 170K concurrent viewers and whatnot. So the question is, did they think that the hype had died not down around? Uh, now the, uh, wow, I can't talk. Sorry died down around them enough that they could go for some lower tier, cheaper services to start out to see, or did they just fall on their face? And like you were saying, they're just not up to par.
0: And the thing is we talk a lot about Brian because Brian had that conspiracy hype. I mean, they jumped from almost no following whatsoever to like 84 something thousand followers on Twitter. And yeah. I, uh, to, to kind of answer your question, I think it was, I think they have a very low end website platform because we discovered when they first released the website platform, that it was through WordPress. I'm not going to dog WordPress. I, I understand enough about uh template based websites to know that WordPress is one of the most versatile web hostings that you can possibly get. It is insane, but that's just based on on the machine, and if you can't handle signups, that's bad. We don't. I don't know. I don't think we, as a when I speak for the world, we know exactly how quickly they filled up. I know that they tweeted out saying, um, for example, four hours ago, signups are live, and then they tweeted out two ish hours later, signups are filled, and then people stormed. It's like what do you like? I tried signing up when you first announced. I kept getting um, server timeout, server timeout, server timeout. So maybe there was a chance that they hit alpha signups within like 10 minutes. That people are just so hyped about it that they hit their limit within 10 minutes and they didn't have a proper response ready to respond to a limit cap.
1: Or they didn't even hit their limit. You know, on the other flip side of that, not that, they, not that it's a bad thing, they didn't hit their limit, but so many people all at once Lucked on to try to sign up that it just blew their server and they could their website couldn't handle processing that much traffic. and only half the signups got filled, but their server just couldn't handle that much traffic
0: it's it's possible. And we talk about Brian because Brian's a new up and coming. We're still going to watch Brian. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do. They could just be the biggest joke right now. But the other one is caffeine. And I talked about I talked about caffeine on the last episode. And it's because caffeine's a real deal. I mean, they were founded by people that used to work for Apple. I mean, they were, uh, they were former Apple designers, Ben Kiergan and Sam Roberts. But they also the streamer offset, who offset is he is a streamer, he's cool, but he is nowhere near the size of logic. It just goes to show that caffeine is signing exclusive deals with people. So you, we could see a situation. Because Caffeine does have the money. They raise $146 million in in investments. They have the money. Maybe Caffeine goes for Shroud or Dr. Disrespect or Ninja. And then that's a whole different player in the ballgame. Maybe. Because we even saw that when Shroud and Ninja went to Mixer, it helped them out none. So in my opinion, I don't think it matters where they go. They're going to...
1: I don't, I, but I don't know if that I don't know if that can speak to that method of that you know that business model. I don't know if that can really speak to it. I think it wasn't so much that Shroud and Ninja didn't help Mixer. I think Mixer didn't help themselves. To be honest,ly I think Mixer Microsoft kind of went too far out on a limb with their design and setup of yeah, Mixer. But- it was very it was very out there compared to what you think of, of a, of a video streaming service. And not even that, what most people who are going to be going to that kind of platform for as either a creator or a viewer are looking for, you know, it was very not arcadey, but it had that very kid. I oh, know yeah, for sure. Like that I, very it, kidly it, vibe. It,
0: it was designed and people have to understand this too. It was designed to be watched on an Xbox. It, it wasn't designed to be watched in front of a computer screen. And
1: and I think that's more than anything what. Well, hurt yeah, Mixer, and, and that's been I hurting think.
0: Microsoft for years because Microsoft keeps saying that console, 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 and I think console had a good had a good run for like five, six years, and then PC gaming took back over, and Microsoft just didn't want to grasp that. They wanted to keep pushing Xbox, and if you watch Mixer on Xbox, it was great. The UI was wonderful, but.
1: Yeah, I think I think if this, if a platform like YouTube. I don't know much about caffeine, so I can't speak to that. But if a platform like YouTube took on some big creators like what Mixer did and then and actually gave them a way to provide input and feedback like what Mixer should have done. And I don't know how much they actually did, but if they gave them some serious development responsibilities or inclusion, I think you would see it help a lot more in terms of what, instead of what it did for Mixer, which was essentially like you said. So the big
0: question is, how much clout do you think Brian gets if they sign one of the big three?
1: I think off the bat, I think they get a huge amount of clout. But the only problem with being that new and upcomer, if you sign somebody like that, people are going to expect that snappy, rapid change growth.
0: I also think that if you sign somebody like that, I think, I think that would actually kind of fuck Brime, to be honest, because your gap between your best streamer and your worst streamer will be so huge and no one's in the middle. Because let's be honest, you're not, I doubt we see affiliated and above Twitch streamers leave Twitch for Brime. Now, I...
1: Well, it all all depends, you know, what Brime offers and brings to the table for them. Because you have the other aspect of that. Yeah, yeah. It may be a drastic difference and could hurt. But at the same time, you've now got 10,000 people on that platform watching, say, Shroud. So you got 10,000 people watching Shroud on that platform. OK, those are 10,000 people that are on that platform. And as soon as they if they just go right to the homepage first or accidentally click out to the homepage, they have a chance of viewing your stream right there on the front page. That was one of the nice things about Mixer is that discoverability was nice because you shared the front page with those big names a lot of times. So it gave you that better discoverability. And if Prime has a better discoverability algorithm than Twitch, which let's be honest, not that fucking hard. Twitch's discoverability algorithm is horrendous. Like today, like this morning, I tweeted about it this morning. I went on Twitch this morning before I went to go to the gym and everything. And I'm sitting on the front page dashboard and every stream that is in the, you may like these stream live channels you may like or whatever is people I follow. What kind of discoverability is that? Uh... That's just that's outrageous Question
0: to throw out in the air. Just food for the thought. Would you back an idea of a paid advertisement banner ish type thing on one of these streaming platforms? So
1: what do you mean? Like, you mean I can pay to have my stream put yes. up there? I, the problem with that is it's got to be if you're going to do that. You got to make sure it doesn't become so. Like it, you'd have to run it the right way. Like if you're talking like Facebook ad or Instagram wise ad, where you select a an, a specific audience to go through, and it has a chance to pop up on anybody's feed for however much you want to put forth to it, for sure. But if you're talking like billboard wise, where like hey, the best number gets this spot, no, because then you're just gonna have people, and not that it's wrong, but you're just gonna have people like nade shot tim the what man nick well, limit those though? big names will dominate so say,
0: so say twitch comes up something like this they say hey this is a feature we're only going to do for affiliates affiliates only if you're not an affiliate you don't get this privilege and they say that you have the option to run a paid advertisement banner on your game's page not all of twitch on your game's page so if you're Call of Duty streamer so you mean like every game has a front page
1: kind well, of like they already what do right like is. so if
0: if people use twitch the way twitch is like designed you can go you can type in call of duty click call of duty and see an array of call of duty streamers ranging from the most viewed to the least that's how twitch's viewership is that well that's how their sorting process is most viewed at the top left down at the bottom well on top of that you just have have an ad banner of a paid affiliated streamer
1: well, yeah, no, all that I think would be better is like right now, if I, like I'm like, i in the Call of Duty category right now, it shows me Call of Duty 132K viewers, 7.1 million followers, in-game drops, follow, block, blah, 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 and then it shows live channels, sort by, search tags, and then it goes like you said, you can sort by recommended, view high, view low to high, you know, etc., and it, you have this big black blank space right there, and like you said, Take what you have on the front page now, where you have like a plethora of videos to click through that are front page from different categories, and instead put a thing right there that randomly randomizes who goes up there, or make it a paid advertisement. I guess if you want, that would work, but it needs to be reachable for everybody so that it's not a well, yeah, you know even, we all hate paid away. Even
0: yeah, even I'm I'm just thinking in terms of mass companies. They don't want to do shit for free, right? Uh, but even yeah. yeah, even a random generated affiliate streamer because. There's a slew of affiliate streamers. In my opinion, affiliate was made too easy to get. I understand why they did it, so they can run advertisement revenue. But affiliate uh, affiliation was too was too easy to get. They 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 need to raise the bar. For sure. Um, agreed. And you you raise that bar, and you say, okay, now that you're an affiliate streamer, you have a chance to have your stream random, and and that can only do good for Twitch.
1: I also think that Twitch needs to. They really need to sit down and they need to fix their discoverability algorithm. In my in, in my opinion, there is no reason. I don't understand the sort by recommended for you, viewers high to low, viewers low to low, recently started. Recently started, I'm cool with. Recommended for you, I'm cool with. High to low and low to high, get rid of that. Maybe Twitch. get rid Get rid of that and add sort by a language. Add languages instead of there. Instead of having it a tag system for language. Make the language a sort-by system.
0: Maybe. And we're going to talk about this in another pod. But if TikTok does get banned from the United States and they decide to do a change-up and they say, okay, well, we just lost 300 million potential market. So we're going to... we're, you know, I don't know how much of um, users the Americans are for TikTok versus the rest of the world. But maybe if TikTok does come under so much scrutiny because of the privacy issues, and again, we're not going to talk about that. This pod, I'm talking about that. Another one, maybe Twitch hires the TikTok people and say, hey, take your discoverability algorithm could, and put it on our platform.
1: I could definitely, I, I don't know about maybe thinking that them, Twitch taking the discoverability algorithm, because I've seen nothing from Twitch that shows that they give a crap about that. But I could see Amazon slash Twitch buying out TikTok so it stays a thing because there's so many creators who have gone on to TikTok. And somehow integrating that and making that like a coincide thing, you know how like Facebook and Instagram are. I could definitely see something like that.
0: Do they buy out TikTok or do they pursue bite? We'll talk about that later in another pod. So if you're listening, be sure to check out when we talk about that because that's a whole new thing. Um, I'm gonna pivot, force pivot. We're gonna end the pod talking about esports because it's my favorite thing ever is esports. And we're gonna talk about my Pretty much favorite eSport, Rocket League, because Rocket League has done some insane plays over the past couple of weeks, and today they announced one of the most insane things ever they're going free to play. huge game over game changer game winner,
1: yeah, I mean, i' I kind of stopped following Rocket League eSports a little while back. And everything and Rocket League in general uh, just kind of fell out, didn't have friends to play with anymore. Um, wow. just wasn't enjoying it all that much. Um, kind of took a break. I still play it every once in a while, but Rocket League Esports, I think.
0: I mean, you, you would enjoy it if you weren't a plat, but continue.
1: Listen here, <laughs> I can sweep you any day of the week. Anyways, when I watched Rocket League Esports, it was the Easiest esport to watch and understand, and it was one of the most thrilling esports to watch. The type of mechanical play that comes along with it, the just intensity of it, of that it, it gives you that true sports feeling still, instead of you know, like COD or League. Or I don't even watch League to be honest, screw that game. It's it um, hype but, though,
0: like the few times I did watch League, I was. I was pretty hyped, but I was also uh, just more hyped because of the uh, the spirit of competition. But no, I definitely agree. So it gives you so much of that that sportsy when feel I was still. actually it's just something about heavily it. involved in the rock league esports, managing managing a team my My parents were so excited when they were because my mom actually watched the whole e the whole e league series. She watched the whole Tbs series. i She even recorded the TBS series, and she, pause apart where, you know, they shows me on TBS, you know, hi guys, I was on TBS, cool, cool, cool. And she called me, I'm like, you're on, T- on TBS for video games. And she got so hyped with Rocket League. And yeah, I didn't have to explain to her what was going on. I had to explain to her some of the big mechanics, you know, because when, when you see Justin doing a double flip reset, you don't know what that means. And when you watch these pros, they make it look so easy. And they're like, oh, it's just a video game. I can do that. Anyone here who's played Rocket League knows you cannot do what the pros do. There's a reason why they're pros no, for sure. It
1: gives you that legitimate skill gap feel and understanding that you see, like when you watch college football and then NFL football. There's that definite skill gap that you can notice between you know certain players and even just inside of that, the you know some players are better at defense, some players are better at scoring, some player you know there's those different aspects to it that all roll up into it and make it such a versatile and fun sport to watch that I think the RLCS X is an amazing step forward. I was not a fan of the old RLCS platform and the way they did things and how short the season was and everything. I think a three-season... or Sorry. I don't even know what to really call it. The new format is nice. The the, the, the split's like what the leagues do. Yeah, so I want to call it three-season one season format i weird to to, to say but i think it's cool that you have a fall season and you go to you do a major and then you have a winter, you do a major and you do a spring with a major and then you have the championship at the end of that so you have this whole year long essentially of this sport that a lot of people love a lot of people love to follow and it gives a whole new ability for storylines inside those seasons The only
0: thing that i'm not so the only thing that I'm not a fan of with the RLCS and I voiced my opinion on it when I was still a part of Rock League Esports is when you lands are a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I know orgs love lands. Everyone loves lands. Lands are everything. That's
1: well, because land, lands there's no there's no lag, there's not fun there's, yeah, there's not that there's not that RNG feel from lag or OK, well. We're playing a team who's based at LA and we're based out of North Carolina and the servers are in LA. Well, we're already at a well, disadvantage. And that's
0: already kind of solved with Rocket League because Rocket League competitive servers for esports wise are central based servers. But the thing, the main problem is what people don't understand, the average age of a Rocket League player compared to any other esport is unbelievably low. You have so many players that are young teens. I mean, you have to be 15 to enter Rocket League. And there have been several pros that enter the scene at 15. Some are still inter- Some are still waiting to hit 15 to enter the scene, especially with going free to play, which will open up the market to an insane amount of people. People will play games it just will definitely
1: because. Agreed. It'll definitely be interesting to see how they handle that. You know, I'm assuming, I'm assuming the majors are going to be the th- the three land events, and then the fourth land event would be the championship. It'll be interesting where. You've got the major for the fall in October, the major for winter, and uh, I'm guessing somewhere in January, February. It doesn't exactly say date wise here on the format screen. And then your major for the spring is April, May it's, area.
0: It's going to be all during school, school time. And
1: the question, no, well, it might not be. If you go and, and you're looking at this format and it's October, November for, for the first major, you could hit it on Thanksgiving break. Same with yep. January, February, well, winter like, break, and then April, May, What spring. parent
0: wants their kid to leave the family for Thanksgiving? What, you know, what young adult? I mean, like think of like your your Kronovis of the scene who are you know your 22, 22 year olds that are starting to think of you know this isn't just a video game this is my career path want to actually leave home on Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays.
1: It's no its no different than the NFL having, you know, what, two, three games on Thanksgiving Day? No, it's
0: way different because the NFL has more than enough money to fly their families out wherever they are. They have Thanksgiving wherever they are. And the NFL also schedules games around families because they'll have their morning games and then people in the morning games, they catch flight homes immediately. You can't do that with with these kids.
1: No, but at the same time though it's still it still is the same thing. And we're also thinking, you're not uh, with your family. Not every team is going to fly out every single 52 person on that roster. Well, yeah, family. for sure.
0: But we're also, well, no, a lot of times it's it's the players that do it themselves. I mean they they like what NFL league, you know? I'm
1: sorry. There's no way somebody on a rookie contract even, is going to fly their contracts, contracts out. like
0: 500 grand like, I mean, come on. Tegas aren't that expensive now.
1: It's not going to happen. And the thing that we're
0: looking at, too, we're only thinking about the American players this, this is affecting. And we're only thinking about if these lands are in America. So now you've got people that are potentially, and they're in the holiday time, leaving the country. Like, it's it, it's just dangerous, especially when you get kids that are the, the younger generation. Maybe they're they're still trying to prove themselves. Maybe their parents don't understand, you know, like when I was, uh, when I had AJ, his, his dad at first didn't really like it and didn't understand. And even towards the end, his dad, you know, understood, but didn't like that. He was mentioning that missing that much school. Then you have parents like Justin's parents who are like 100% full on supporters. Um, they traveled with him to all the events. And then you had some parents like, um, a explosive gyros who was not gyros, uh, Rettel's parents who his dad was really passionate about it, really cool about it, but not all parents are like that. And we have to understand that when you add more lands, you have the potential of the younger players not being able to go.
1: And I mean, but that's also where like, yes, it's a shitty thing that if you have to miss the land because of that, but you as a 15 year old and a potential prospect, that's something that you need to, if you're serious about it, you need to sit down with your parents and you're, if you're signed to a team or potentially signing with a the team, they need to sit down and have a serious conversation with their parents and explain all this stuff out and have a conversation with it. There's no way you're going to be a place every please everybody. And if you want the esport to grow, this is, I think is the right step for it. This is the right step for the esport itself. Is it a right step for all the players and necessarily everything? Maybe not. But this brings up the subject of maybe Rocket League needs to go to an 18-plus like most other esports. Well,
0: yes and yes, no. Yes and no. The reason why you have your 18-plus age group is because of the SRB ratings on all the games. Um, oh, yes. But well, I think, you have it for a I lot of
1: other reasons. Most don't want to deal contract-wise and things like that. I do well.
0: agree that overall yes, it's, it's a good move. It's a great move to, to have the more lands overall. The, the biggest thing here as well is the free-to-play. That was something that I mentioned so many times. Every manager, every player, everybody wanted the game to go free-to-play because it made no sense. No one knew where's buying the game. And you're, you're going to this essentially Fortnite model of the Rocket Pass, the Changing Shop, the esports items, which still I can talk for days about the esports items, how it needs a complete overhaul on it. Just we, we just need more. Like there needs to be more variants of cars. There needs to be more skins because it's just getting
1: and they need to be purchasable, I think, whenever. I, I don't understand this new system of uh, Call of Duty to the same thing of and Valorant did it too. This refresh a store every 24 hours, just give me access to that whole seasons skin setup right off the bat the full store the full however many items it is and let me buy whatever items i want to buy whenever i want to buy them. don't make me have the check yes
0: for esports yes i agree for all the random items i disagree
1: well yeah no i don't want like i don't want every little friggin banner that i get for you know whatever achievement to be to buy a wolf i think but if you're like valorant all the valorant skins for this like first like 60 day season or whatever they have just make them all viable right now off the bat. And then, and the at that store and however, so basically many like Overwatch,
0: cause cause Overwatch did the exact same thing. You just, you go to the store tab, you hit esports, and then you can pick what e-sports. Yes. Take. Pick whatever, pick,
1: let me pick whatever skins I want whenever I want. Same thing with call of duty and even their regular skins in call of duty. Just put them all well, out I there. Let me pick and well, no, I'm not talking just esports on Call of Duty. I'm talking just everything in general of Call of Duty. Let me pick whatever skins I want instead of having to buy these packages where it's one skin I really like in that and the rest of the package sucks.
0: Yeah, but that's, that's money grab, right? Because I've been sucking into that. It's like
1: I would buy a lot more shit on Call of Duty if I could individually pick a Sorry, I'm ruining it for,
0: for you, but I've bought so many stuff just, just because of that one charm.
1: I would buy a lot more if I could package that charm with something else from another package that's a cool weapon skin also call of duty make better weapon skins they suck
0: Uh, agreed I mean the America the American 4th of July weapon skins were amazing I I bought
1: also bring back the
0: m 48 I bought them immediately to to wrap up I want to talk about just, just for a couple minutes the idea of more games going free to play because of the Subscription-based models that pretty much every game has a, some sort of battle pass now. I, I almost, almost every game has some sort of a battle pass. I mean, I, we were playing Dota the other day. Dota two has a battle pass. Smite has uh, a, a battle pass, and they did an exclusive battle pass. My battle pass is amazing. It's an Avatar, Avatar, Last Airbender themed battle pass, and. Like I'm a big fan of high-res, what they've done. they All their games are always free-to-play, and they just hit you with cosmetic items inside. Love it. Continue the model. Best thing ever. And in terms of eSports, Smite has done fairly well on the console side of, e- of eSports. Dota, we don't need to talk about the prowess that is Dota and League of Legends. They're essentially the first e- eSport games. And CSGO has now gone free-to-play. Fortnite, i excluded it's not an e-sport e- uh valorant is free to play
1: and i think you'll see a lot more games that are like I, i'll take call of duty because it's a good example here the games that have the single player campaign and stuff like that like uh all those kinds of things and then have something like warzone attached to it i think what those need to do is be completely separate. Warzone should be something of its complete and own validity, downloadable separate like it is now, but not be tied in to the regular Call of Duty at all. Like you need to make regular, like if you're gonna have the multiplayer, I don't like how they split Call of Duty right now because there's and it was talked about on an article I read the other day when I was uh on the treadmill at the gym is certain guns for Warzone, like the Bruin and the Growl, are way easily unlocked through regular multiplayer matches. Well,
0: it's a, I mean, which, yeah, it's I. Which creates? I would venture to say it's. I would venture to say it's. It's not impossible, but yeah, because you've got to get. For the Bruin, for example, it's three kills through, while the enemy is near smoke and 15 different matches.
1: Yeah, games. it's it's way, way, way easier in regular multiplayer. For
0: some people, they, they so may never even o- get it playing Warzone. I mean, it's... Exactly. So
1: what I would suggest is if you're going to make a game... If call, if more games are going to make Call of Duty style, like how that is, where they have single-player campaign, co-op, multiplayer, and Warzone package Warzone, multiplayer together, and maybe even co-op, make it free to play, make the regular cod multiplayer, all free to play and just put a battle pass in it. And then that's free to play. You make all your money from cosmetics in the battle. And, pass. Well, what, and then no, no one's going to buy campaign,
0: you... right. Like I haven't even, uh, no, not I true. Not played. true. The, the...
1: There are some dedicated cod campaign lovers out there. I mean, look at modern warfare Two remastered sales. Look how many people went through and bought that. And that was just for campaign.
0: Well, that was different. I mean, that, the Modern Warfare series is one of the best video game trilogies of all time, but that's when Call of Duty cared about the story and their campaign.
1: This story, this Modern Warfare's campaign was amazing. Could have been longer. I think, agreed, and I think that big, But it was amazing. I think that
0: the big issue is you have certain games that are built to be esports. League is built to be an esport. May not have started that way, but it is now. League is an esport. There's the yeah, people play it casually, but odds are if you play league. You follow the esports. You follow the professional scene for it. There's so many Rocket League players that don't follow the professional scene. There's so many Call of Duty players that, follow, that don't follow the professional scene. Hell, I don't follow the Call of Duty professional scene that often. I will watch highlights of it, but I'm, I don't actively follow it. So I think that it would really depend on the, I guess, the overall player base. Like uh, CS:GO going free to play, they noticed that because they were making plenty of money off in-game sales, and not many people were playing the game, and the game's an esports. You open it to -to free-to-play, you get more players, the eSport grows.
1: Well, the game, Call of Duty, or not Call of Duty, sorry. Uh, CSGO is also a very old game, though, too. So that's another reason most games, as they get older, end up going free-to-play.
0: Well, we are going to talk about this some more in some written content that we have uh, hopefully coming out this weekend. Um, I've been working on a couple things. We have some potential interviews Coming next week for Rocket League, maybe. That's potential interviews. I'm still trying to secure those. I don't know if those will be written or through the podcast. Uh, But we're just going to continue to see how everything pans out with the unsigned streamers. See how stuff goes with Logic. We're going to be watching Byte a lot, uh, which is the potential competitor to TikTok and we'll we will just kind of see how this week unfolds because new stuff is happening every day and I'm going to be watching logic's first stream here in about 10 minutes. So, Hey guys, thank you for listening. Can't wait to talk to you again next week. This has been Ryan Staten. You can find me on Twitter at Ryan Staten. That's R Y A N S T A T N. And I'm Zach, guys. Thanks for listening.
1: Can't wait to bring some more content to you next week. You can find me on all socials at Zach86. That's Z-A-C-H-H-86. Thanks for listening.